Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how is it going? It's going excellently, Connor. Welcome back to Weird mm. News. Yes. It has, been, it has been a week where... We've both avoided looking at weird news stories for the sake of our own sanity. I feel like my therapist is happy. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's really pleased. <laughs> Do you know what? Actually, in the week off, I genuinely went to a Zen garden. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, there's a place in Ireland, the Japanese gardens, oh. and went, strolled around there. It's a, it's a garden, lads, but it tells a whole story. It's wild. But then, also... Right next to the Japanese garden, and no, I had thought these were separate places. But yeah. there's the National Stud. Oh, which boys. is it's they're, they're the same like attraction. Like it's the same, same car park for both. It's wild. yeah. But have you have you ever been looking at a horse going, "Jez, I'm terrible Zen right now. <laughs> I feel like, I'm feeling cab." Jez, Jez, you know what this fucking Nirvana moment needs? A visit to a stud farm. That's what, that really nails. I want to see a few jockeys. But if you see, if you, I'm very relaxed. Where are the fucking jockeys? Where are the boys? Show me the men on the horses. Come on. Come on now. Um, so this is weird news, Sean. What do we do here after our week off? You have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world. You're about to read them all out to me. A man who's been too busy achieving inner peace to, frankly, mm. consider other people. Uh, yeah. So... I've not heard any of these stories, which is, True. we're just going to have a bit of a chit-chat about how mental people are. Yeah, and I think it with the week off, what happens is we allow the stories to build up. Because weird things happen every week. And we, when we take a week off, the world doesn't stop spinning. Florida man still, really? uh, he still happens. It's it's not just like, it's it's not like once you observe it, it happens. It's, it's just, it's always weird. No, it, it, no, I, from what I've seen, Florida man, he didn't take the week off. He was a bit of a dick, to be honest with you. Oh my god, and there was no one to report on his antics. <laughs> no, nobody to stop him. So, um, we are starting this week, though, with a woman in Russia, Sean. Um, oh. And she has, she's got an issue with McDonald's. And she's actually suing McDonald's, because they have done wrong by her. Okay, okay, so... Uh, it sounds like a fairly standard news story so far. Mm. I can only assume it's about to take a turn into left field. So here's the thing. This woman, she was on a bit of a fast, right? And right. she was fasting. She was going well. Woman, sues McDonald's after complaining that a cheeseburger advert was so irresistible it caused her to break her fast. <laughs> oh, it's more of a testament to the quality of the advert, I would say. <laughs> She's taking them to court, Sean. So, I, because my willpower was so low. 
<laughs> um, she is seeking $14 as compensation <laughs> for, for sustained moral damage. Is she representing herself or did she go to like a lawyer and was like, here's my case. I need you to take it on. <laughs> what lawyer is looking at that going, that's a slab dunk. We're taking this to court. Like if the, if the lawyer taking that is definitely like covering up like financial fraud or something. In my head it's Lionel Hutz. It's Lionel Hutz would take that actually. <laughs> he that, that man took on the never ending story. I'm, I'm not wearing a tie at all. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so a woman from Omsk in Russia is reportedly suing McDonald's over an advert featuring cheeseburgers and chicken nuggets, which she caused, which she said caused her to break her fast. Now, she said right. she was trying to stay away from meat and other animal products during a six-week period last year. So it's only oh. in court now. Um, it's reportedly apparently happened during Lent of last year that this oh, advert Lent. came out. Yes. Jesus. Okay, we're going to get into discussion about what she gave up for Lent later. But... Okay. This woman gave up what meat and animal products for Lent. I, I assume it was meat for Lent. She's um, an Orthodox Christian. Right, okay. And so the savoury deliciousness of a cheeseburger enticed her back to the world of eating animals. She's but seen like, an advert and that, yeah. that's what lured her back in. They, they purposely did it against her. They targeted her with that advert, yes. you say. Like, I'm fairly sure you could get... Like a plant-based burger in McDonald's now. I think that's a thing that the future has given us. You can barely get a meat-based burger in McDonald's. This is a very fair point. (laughs) Is it full meat? We don't know. I don't know. In Ireland, they're very proud about the fact that they use Irish cows. And there's always a farmer on the ad like, Hi, I'm Tommy. This is my cow. (laughs) And at the end, Tommy crosses his arms and smiles at the camera. That's just how it works. (laughs) And they're like, fuck off, Tommy. What did they pay you? Tommy, show me what a chicken nugget comes from. (laughs) um, This woman says that over a six-week period leading up to Easter last year, um, she was giving up meat and animal products. And so the case was first reported that what happened was um, she was abstaining from eating meat for a whole month when the advert appeared under her screen. When I saw an advertising banner, I could not help myself, she said. I visited McDonald's immediately and bought a cheeseburger. (laughs) This is wild, though. Okay, first of all, very similar to the devil tempting Jesus in the desert. Second of all... (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) No, it's the exact same story, Connor. (laughs) Second of all... There's a lot of steps in between seeing the ad on the screen of your phone and then getting in the car, going up to McDonald's and ordering a cheeseburger, taking it out of the package and then eating it. There, there's a lot of turnaround time involved between. Yeah, there's uh, there's multiple steps, multiple times that you are asked by the restaurant. Yeah. Is that is that what you want? <laughs> like, Do you want that supersized? She said yes. <laughs> she, said, she said yes, please. Make it three. <laughs> how, on a scale of one to ten, how low is your willpower? That Or how on edge are you already? If it gets to the point that you see a banner and think, fuck it, <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> better, better stop and fill up the car. <laughs> <laughs> Just, she's like Cobra when he goes into the crusty burger in the middle of the ocean. Give me 500 yeah. Krusty Burgers. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that Krusty Burger about to shut down as well? That's amazing. That's such a good joke. The um, like the thing about it is that this lady just has shit willpower. That's her. That's what she's suing McDonald's for. Mm. Um, yeah. Because I, I, I think I talked about this on the show. I was on uh, keto for a while. I think I voiced it to you as, yeah, I just can't eat anything I like. And... The one thing I wanted was a croissant. True. And I just because a bit of carb, a bit of butter, you know yourself. And I but, told you that they never work. And you said, oh, it will. The weight's fallen off me. And I said, yes, but it won't work. <laughs> because no. what happened when you were allowed to eat croissants, Sean? Jays, I ate so many croissants. 
days I was more croissant than man by the end of it. Actually, what happened? You know, I stopped doing it and then we went into a global lockdown. Yeah, that's uh, true. But it's beside the point. But I, I I don't think an advert for a croissant would have made me drive to my local fucking French bakery. Oh, local French bakery, so yes. The affluent south, what can I say? <laughs> The um, it's just beside the Japanese gardens. Of course, of course. <laughs> Actually, there was a man outside the Japanese gardens selling ice cream from a stand that he had made himself. But was it raining? Selling ice cream in Ireland is a dangerous proposition. That's it. It was on and off. I will say it was mm. starting and stopping the whole day. The um, <laughs> but this lady ordering not just a meat product but a meat and cheese product. So both sides mm. of her. Because, like, you could have the the leeway to say, like, ah, look, I, I ate I ate meat, but I didn't eat any cheese, so I'm fine. But she ordered a cheeseburger. Yeah, I feel, yeah, like, if you're going full vegan, you can, if she eats the meat, she's like, oh, well, I've just got vegetarian for Lent. I never said I was yeah. going full vegan. You can kind of, like, make sure it makes sense in your head. But, well, yeah, once you go cheeseburger, there's no coming back. You, you've you've gone the whole way. A fillet of fish, maybe. You know, that would be like... That's a nice middle ground. No one likes fish. You're fine. Now, you you brought it up, Sean. This, uh, she said she got... She accused a fast food chain of breaking consumer protection law and insulting her religious feelings. <laughs> so they're meant to stop advertising during Lent. Just be sound. So, Just know. She's given it know. up. I, lads, I made it very clear that I was off of this for Lent. And so you have to abide by that. Like, what would that be like in Ireland? Because people, the the most common things I think that people give up for Lent in Ireland are the drink, uh, chocolate, and then everyone I've ever spoken to has given up sugar in tea. Yeah, that's the big tree. That's the big tree. That's like the holy trinity of giving things up for Lent. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, so you have to stop advertising drink in Ireland, mm. you have to stop um, advertising chocolate at Easter. But, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a poor business plan because the lads advertising the chocolate at Easter, that's their big day out because everybody's that's, given it up for six weeks and they're like, they're going to go fucking mad at these eggs. <laughs> you're yeah, you're going to store it up and you're going to wait and you're going to just buy things. Like... And, and then you have to, like, convince Irish people to stop drinking tea. Like, it's a, it's a whole fucking thing. But the the thing I was going to say is that, because um, we always did Lent in, like, school and things like that. It was like, okay, write down on this piece of paper what you're giving up for Lent. I was 18 at the time, I think. and <laughs> It was last week. It was, it was in work. <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> but my thing was always I'd give up chocolate for Lent and I just wouldn't eat chocolate for And it was always one, one fucker like, I'm giving up homework. Wait, hey, fuck, fuck you. you sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kevin that, that's was a fun. cool guy. <laughs> oh, he was so cool. He's still unemployed, but he's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> but he's fucking free, isn't he? <laughs> isn't one he? with the Lord as well. Uh, <laughs> he's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, that sounds really bad. <laughs> He said, fuck you to the bus. <laughs> so, yeah, I, my, my thing was always chocolate. I was wondering, did you ever have a Lent thing that you gave up? Uh, no. I think when I was six, I gave up biting my fingernails. Um, and that was it. And I remember sitting, like, I don't know what class you're in. When shaking. You're, like, six. Like, and, like, the hands are shaking. You're just like, it's like I nearly wanted a smoke. <laughs> but, like, the hands were shaking. It's like, I need a patch. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fingernail patch. Did you ever, as a kid, have the thing you paint on your fingernails and it makes them taste rotten? No, no, I never had that. I just, I'm stubborn enough that I'm just like, fuck it, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> you, you just set yourself a goal and like just single vision forward, I'll, just like, I'll, no, I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah, like if I'm, I'm one that's like, if I'm just not going to do that anymore. Okay, I'm just not going to do that anymore. But then. But it's not because I'm so strong mentally, it's because I just argue with myself. I'm like, nah, don't be a fucking idiot. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> Connor. You lose if you do it. 
Well, well, look, it's a, it's a very valuable asset and we'd love to have you at the company, I'm, Connor. I'm, I'm super competitive <laughs> for beating <laughs> myself. <laughs> I'll kill you, I'll kill me, I don't care. <laughs> as long as I win, I don't care. <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> by the way, I like how this article ends for the stupidest thing. $14 this woman wants in this lawsuit. And the mm-hmm. article ends as a way of, like, to try and tie it all together. Shows us a different lawsuit that McDonald's has faced this year. And it says, this is not the first time McDonald's has been hit with an ad-related lawsuit. In May, the food chain was sued by two divisions over allegations of racial discrimination. <laughs> Oh, I think they're different. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I think you're not setting a precedent with your $14 suing for breaking Lent. This is not the first time he's been arrested for petty theft. He was mur- he was arrested for murders last year. <laughs> he was murdered in the past. <laughs> um, so, Sean, we're moving on to our next piece of weird news, and I'm going to need you to look up an image here. And it's a very oh. specific image that will fuck up your Google search. So, here... I'm, I'm not even going incognito for this one, guys. Here we go. British Library apologises for hiring Rainbow Dildo Buttmonkey for kids' event. <laughs> Would you believe it's auto-filled it, <laughs> Interesting. Uh, <laughs> a library in London, in England, has apologised after a children's event they hosted didn't exactly <laughs> go as planned. <laughs> this is horrifying. This is... What the fuck? Hired for a children's event, Sean, accidentally. Oh my god. It's a, it's a horrible rainbow chimpanzee with exposed human nipples. And a dildo where you think it would belong. <laughs> oh so, no! And you, when you take standing, two, sorry, just one photo. He's standing next to a lady dressed as a t- a, a strawberry. <laughs> so what happens is Redbridge Libraries hired Mandinga Arts to provide entertainers for their summer reading challenge event, Sean, a few weeks ago. And when video footage from the day went viral, one of the entertainers who was described it who was described as a rainbow dildo butt monkey on Twitter was dressed well exactly how you'd expect a rainbow dildo butt monkey to look. It's a very descriptive name. It's like it's, it's like that and toothbrush are the most descriptive names. <laughs> a person in a multicoloured monkey costume with nipples exposed, along with a fake penis and a butt cheeks hanging out, Sean, has ever there been a hiring for a children's entertainer that's gone so wrong? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to to a library. <laughs> to a library as well, so you can't even scream in terror. Do you think the kids wanted to read more after this, or did they just never talk again? How far did he get into the library? Because, like, well, he's that... in the library in the photos. Yeah, he. But like, did he get to like? Did, did he interact with children at all, or were they spared having to see that? Because I'm wondering, do you drive to the library in the outfit, or do you change once you get there? I think it's a work gig. You change once you get there. You go to the dressing room, you compose yourself, you get your water, you your green your M&Ms, you do your warm-up, you got to practice the vocals, beep, 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 beep. you know what I mean? you got to get it all right before you walk out with the fake dick <laughs> and, and, the, and the exposed nipples. You know how it is. What's, what's the usual business model for this costume? Yeah, where is this used <laughs> normally? Yeah, like- what situation calls for specifically this? Is this custom made? Did someone commission this? Apparently, one of the parents said, apparently this is meant to encourage kids in Redbridge to pick up reading for summer. Please tell me the rationale behind this. Well, look, uh, the internet these days, anyone can write anything they want. And <laughs> you, you, you ever heard of fan fiction? <laughs> I think the best bit is the library had to issue an apology after receiving complaints, but like, that is a situation where you fucked up so bad, what can you do? Sorry, I suppose. 
it won't happen again, I guess. <laughs> they like, said, this will never happen again. <laughs> n- nor should it. Like, do you know the phrase, there's a first time for everything? Yeah. This is essentially that phrase put into a situation. But surely everyone, happened. surely everyone in that room has forever been changed with this image burned <laughs> into their retinas. They've all undergone something there. Like, Imagine you're four. And you see this. It's Yeah, because it's going to be like a thing that in... Yeah, so say it's like four and five-year-olds. 20, 30 years down the line, there's going to be a meeting of people in the local town mm. and they'll all realise, no, I was there that day in the library. I think this guy should turn up every five years, but like at night time and just like wander the streets, but only once every five just years. Once. Just a legend. The legend of the Rainbow Man. Was anything... Because technically he didn't do anything wrong. Like, he was hired to come visit the library. Apparently he was dancing. (laughs) Right. Okay. And was he... Was he, uh... Like... But as part of the gig? Like, was he hired to dance? Uh, No, I think... uh, I mean, he just... He just turned up. But I think dancing is innocent. But dancing, when you got a dildo hanging out with you, I think that's immediately a red flag. Immediately. Right, okay, fair enough. So, Around okay, kids. what's your line there? <laughs> Around kids, fair enough. There's, there's the line. <laughs> there's what some are- people that are into that, but I'm just saying, with kids, if you turn up and go, oh, he's a dancing enter- children's entertainer, you're like, oh, that's a fun. He's a dancing yeah. children's entertainer who wears a dildo, has his nipples out and his arse cheeks out. Light <laughs> has been crossed. So I wager you remove the dildo and it's a fairly tame mascot for the library. <laughs> you want more dildos? No, 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 I'm not. Connor, please don't, <laughs> don't read my mind out loud. <laughs> I, I, th- I think the most like, egregious, the most offensive thing on that is the swinging dildo between the monkey's legs. Yes. So, if you get what rid it, of that... What's the moment like when he shows up? When he first walks in and you're the manager of the library, Sean? What if the manager's not there, though? What if it's, <gasps> like, floor staff? Yeah, like, and it's just, like, somebody on, like, summer job working in the library. <laughs> yeah, some 16-year-old in for a few hours <laughs> in the week. And it's just like, sorry, Eleanor... What the fuck's happening over there? Look, I'm only here until three o'clock. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Look, my ma's not picking me up for another hour or so. Can I just can I just hang around? <laughs> the end of the day is like him sitting down on his phone and her sitting down on her phone beside each other. Just like, you're busy. Yeah, finished. <laughs> yeah, finished up for the day now. Thing. Oh God, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the weekend there. That's <laughs> like, I imagine there was a walk. Like, there's a walk from the library to the, the crowd of children waiting to hear about fucking Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, they just love and reading. And now they'll never open their eyes again. Those children, they're, they're so tra- traumatised they forgot how to read. They, they actually forgot how to, like, just do anything. They just all collapsed, unable to stand up anymore. Imagine if this had happened, though, back when we were kids. Like, in the 90s, this would have been a rumour around town but now there's photographic evidence <laughs> yeah because now it's everywhere so now everybody has to be burned by this yeah everyone has to undergo this <laughs> so Sean we're going to have to move on from that to something I think you're going to like oh. and it's a petition <gasps> and love a petition now it's a very small petition but it caught my eye and you'll realise why very soon because the Olympics of course is on Sean and they're always petitioning for new things to join the Olympics. Now this year they had golf for the first time I think and yeah. skateboarding, um, skateboarding. Al- Classic along, with, along with a whole host of other new sports but what we need Sean is a sport that we can partake in. That <gasps> Podcasting? We, no, that we definitely oh. would not win. The, a sport that we might have some hope with. A sport Warhammer. that involves the heart of the cards. No! That petition calls for Yu-Gi-Oh! to become an official Olympic sport. Yes! Give it to me. Give it to me now. 
Sean, if anyone is, is interested oh, in Yu-Gi-Oh, explain why this is such a big deal. Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh is the best thing anyone... Okay, so imagine a TV show first... Now, heresy to some people. Imagine a TV show first of all. It ran for like eight seasons and is still yeah. going with spin-offs. Yeah. But it's just a massive advertisement for a card game that is quite simple to pick up, but objectively the most complicated thing in the world. Do you know how much money Yu-Gi-Oh has made as a multimedia franchise? Uh, 500 million. 16.8 billion US dollars in its oh. lifetime. Oh, I gave so much of my money to that as a kid. You're the point eight of that. <laughs> Yeah, that's when I did my communion. That's when it spiked. <laughs> so they're saying they've started a petition to get Yu-Gi-Oh involved in the in the Olympics. That's amazing because, like, it's a strategy thing. Is like, like, granted, most of the Olympics is, you know, feats of strength. I will admit, athletes. Athletes, you you might say. Uh, but I, I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't call them that. <laughs> what a strange fight to pick with all the fittest people in the world. Yes, I'm going to make an enemy of every Olympian. I'll take you on. They, they're the people you want to piss off. They're not fit. You have them, Sean. That's a, it's, and like they're such varied disciplines. It's not like I could even run away. Like they would catch me. <laughs> they could either catch you, or if a if one of the powerlifters gets you. They're just going to rip you in two. It's game over. If I do somehow manage to run away, the archers have me fucked. Even I would, the golfers I would ga- could probably peg me with a golf ball. Oh, I guarantee even the people that don't walk or run in their event is, are fitter than us. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and would still catch us. What, what you mean, the rowers? <laughs> yes, they're fit as fuck. They are actually, they're fucking tanks. The, um, I'm... I would love for more like shit like that to be in the Olympics. There is. Have you ever watched the Yu-Gi-Oh World Championships? Uh, no, I can't say I have. They're actually unreal because it's people who just like within four plays of a card, they'll have ruined their opponent's chances because they'll just get them in this loop where and now this loop means I win. Like that's and how their so, deck is set up. And so is it a case? It's very similar to like, is chess in the Olympics? Actually, there's a question. I don't think, I don't no, think it's there not. is. No, no, there's a chess world championships, but... They, sh- they should stick chess in, and then they should stick Yu-Gi-Oh in, because they're basically the same idea. Uh, yeah, it's all strategy. Like, and you, but the, With Yu-Gi-Oh, you get to pick your deck. You get to customise it. It's class. The, um, th- there's, um, there, there is a sport. It's not an Olympic sport, but it's chess boxing, which is you play a round of chess, and then you play a round of boxing, <laughs> and then you play a round of chess. And then you play around the boxing, and you can either win by knockout or by defeating the opponent in chess. That you know what? I would watch the shit out of that. It'd be so entertaining because you have to be good at both. Is the thing, or really good at the other? Yeah, really good at one and shit at the other. So I think if we can get chess boxing introduced to the Olympics first, hmm. then it opens the door for other more strategic games. Now, I would Yu-Gi-Oh chess boxing, boxing have the same effect? I think chess boxing is box office, to be honest with you. I, I would watch that. <laughs> yeah, I would watch that on pay-per-view, just for the sheer lunacy of it all. It's ridiculous. I'll actually send you a video later, and it's the chess boxing world finals. It's like a 480p video on YouTube. But, but here's the thing. If you include Yu-Gi-Oh, do you have to include Pokemon? Do you have to include up a lineup of all of these stuff just to kind of, you can't put one without the other? You have to keep it fair, I suppose. Like, Pokemon the card game, I only ever collected because I liked Pokemon and I thought the cards were neat. Uh, mm. They used to come with stickers as well. Uh, there was Then there's Magic the Gathering. That's another good game. But, like, all of these already have world championships is the thing. Yeah, but they but don't have an Olympic gold medal. They don't, yeah, imagine, like, the Olympic gold in that front. But imagine, like, and not to, not to generalise at all, everyone who plays card games is a chad. That, that's well known. But, mm. like, imagine the Olympic village. Like, it'd be all of these athletes. <laughs> all just, these, just ripped to shreds. of fucking humans. <laughs> 
And then there's Jim, who's just fucking great at finding the fucking heart of the cards. Jim has all five pieces of Exodia, like, and he's just ready to go. <laughs> and he doesn't give a shit about running. <laughs> Couldn't care less. He's just no. here to play the fence mode and get out. It's just, and he's just like, well, I think, I genuinely think the Olympic Village seems like such a nice little area that, like, all of the athletes would play Yu-Gi-Oh! with Jim. <laughs> and he'd be teaching them. Yeah. Like, all the lads would have... points. I haven't played that since I was seven. Come here and sit down. I know you're great at running the 100 metres, but can you play this in attack mode? You fucking can't. Put just that instantly back. defeats Jim, and he's just, like, shaking. Just like, oh, no. <laughs> You're saying Bolt! You're too good! <laughs> He's saying Bolt's a demon at Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> um, I just wanted to do that one small story, because I knew that would inter- interest just you and me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Connor. What's the link to the petition? I'll go sign it <laughs> uh, on behalf of the Heroes Friar podcast. Um, I mean, it's on Change.org petition, and it's started by a YouTuber, uh, Jay Zhao. Um, cool. I, I'm assuming Yu-Gi-Oh! Olympics will probably get you close enough. He says the plague of Yu-Gi-Oh! requires dexterity, athleticism, and endurance. <laughs> <laughs> Mental fortitude. <laughs> um, Sean, we're going to have to move on with weird news. <clears throat> right. Because we have a Washington man who decided that stealing was a good idea. And <laughs> okay. But, here's the thing. Outfits are important when you're stealing. And the yes. reason why you're stealing. Cat burglars. Washington man in yellow dress steals school bus, rams front end loader into estranged wife's home. What the fuck? Okay, give me a minute. So, yellow dress instantly evokes Beyonce lemonade vibes. I mean, uh, there's no reason for it. He's just a stylish kind of guy. Stylish kind of guy. Protect, potentially a tactical advantage. What's yellow? It- a school bus. <laughs> What's yellow? A JCB loader. <laughs> what do you think he was doing? Like, just blending into the side until he got in through the door? Yeah, he's some kind of chameleon man, uh, but Fuck. only based on what dress he's wearing at the time. A Washington State man wearing a yellow dress was arrested after he stole a school bus and then later stole a front-end loader construction vehicle through the home he shared with his estranged wife. Deputies were first alerted to the man, later identified as 39-year-old Andrew S. Loudon, Saturday night, after employees of the of Osprey Rafting witnessed him driving off in the company's privately owned la- large yellow bus. They didn't see him coming until he was leaving, Sean. That's the that's that's what you're thinking. That's the dress that's the blending. That's he's blending in. He's blending. And like, okay, what does a whitewater rafting place need with a bus anyway? Yeah. <laughs> Go to the ocean if you want to leave. <laughs> There's nothing for you this way. <laughs> nothing for you here, old man. <laughs> Responding deputies located the bus and spotted it run through the red light in monitor. The driver refused to pull over when deputies tried to initiate a traffic stop and then gave one of the f- officers the finger as it pulled up beside him. <laughs> oh, and now you're antagonising them. This is He was a man on a mission. What was the mission, Connor? Tell me the mission. Deputies were forced to give up the chase, and this is the strangest part of this story, due to Washington State's new police reform laws that no longer allow law enforcement to pursue a fleeing vehicle unless there is probable cause that a serious felony has occurred. Right, so they need to be running from something. Like murder. What about a stolen bus? That's, uh, it's, it's, it's a minor slap on the wrist, Connor. Is that not Grand Theft Auto? No, 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 no. That's a video <laughs> game. You're, you're confused. No. Now, there are buses in the video game. What kind of a strange new reform is that? I can't understand I don't know. it. I know they're, they're, they've been trying to get police reform for the last few years. but they, <laughs> Maybe not surely, like that, though. <laughs> not like that. Maybe just stop killing innocent people. Let, let, let him go, boys. <laughs> he's only he's only robbed us. <laughs> Anyone going that fast has no time for a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the the chief wig of, of laws. Um, Douglas County deputies took up the pursuit then through the city limits of Wenatchee, Wen Wenatchee. 
Oh no. But also had to abandon the chase in accordance with the same laws. <laughs> so they took up the chase. They're like, ah, oh, fuck, we got the same laws. Let them go, boys. <laughs> and then, like, the intern was, like, looking through the rule books and was like, guys, guys, wait up. <laughs> we can't do this. <laughs> Because every other cop is like, we should probably chase the criminal. <laughs> he's getting away. It's like, no, no, well, he's in a bus. It's probably tracked or something. And on Sunday, the sheriff's office was notified that the man believed to be the driver had been taken into the custody. The suspect appeared to be wearing the same yellow dress that he was the night before, Sean. Um, police said Loudon had stolen a front-end loader in the meantime and drove it through his home. When his estranged wife learned her husband may be nearby, she fled the home beforehand. So she is completely fine. But his plan was school bus to steal it, to get to the front end loader to steal it, to crash straight through the house he currently lives in because his wife was there. Now his estranged wife. Mm. I love the small detail, small detail you mentioned there. But as soon as the wife heard that he was in the area. She immediately left. <laughs> Fled the home. She knows what he's like. This is the third time he's tried it. <laughs> She's been to four new states and there's been four front-end loaders <laughs> driven through the house. She's got to the one state where he can't possibly steal a vehicle. <laughs> but no, it's the opposite. <laughs> They're going to let he him go. as many vehicles as he wants once he doesn't kill anyone. <laughs> Um, so apparently what had happened was he had been released Saturday morning from the state hospital which is a psychiatric hospital Um, he allegedly stole the school bus and abandoned it near Moses Lake making his way to get the front end loader which he then used to try and destroy a house that he possibly lives in already so we don't know why but the big thing is also then why has he gone for that outfit for this particular mission. It could be for blending in. It could be for aerodynamics. Maybe he just likes a bit of air. Yeah. If I can... Like, le- like let's detach it from this man for a second. Because what this sounds like... If you were to describe this to me... It sounds like... You know the game Hitman? Yes. Where you, you can do it in like a, a suit... And you can disguise yourself as random passers-by. But this is like playing Hitman on hard mode... Where you're dressed as a clown the whole time. <laughs> yeah, and everyone suspects you immediately. <laughs> yeah, like you can't blend in at all, but you're so confident in getting the job done. Your skills as a hitman, that you'll you'll wear a yellow dress and you'll just you'll you'll get it done. You'll get the job done. I think either he's a very he's a bit of a fashionista, or he's just decided I'm just gonna what's more embarrassing for her is if I don't even dress up. She doesn't deserve my best suit. I'm going to find the dress, wear it, and then destroy her that way. And then step out and go, oh, this old thing. And then like light up one of those opera <laughs> no, cigarettes. It's one of her dresses. Or he made sure they were wearing the same outfit. So when he drove <laughs> through the house, he's just like, embarrassed <laughs> much. <laughs> one of us is going to go have, have to go home and change. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> he drove straight through her he just just her wardrobe he just didn't care about everything else yeah just once the wardrobe is gone because now there's the one surviving dress yeah that he has the one take so Sean what did you think of this Washington man I feel like I, his outfit choice fair enough I don't know why nobody knows why but look it's the a stealing summer colour you know the, the school bus to the front end loader it's a bit of a change did he get to the school bus and take this won't do the job? I need something bigger. But like, yeah, okay, yeah. It must have been that I need more like weight behind me because it, it wasn't like no, I need something faster and more manoeuvrable. Do you think he has tried this several times, but with smaller vehicles? Like he had a go kart, and then he had like a Mini Cooper, and he's just working his way up, and he's, he's like scaling up. He got to the school bus, and he got to the house. He's like, still won't do it. Not Still it. would it's do not, the I'm job. Not feeling it. I'm not I could go straight it. to tank, but that's too easy. <laughs> up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. I could. I could. It would drop out of the sky. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I know that for a fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Sean, I think we're going to have to move on because this story, I feel like it 
it might be my favourite nut, but not because it's that funny, just because it's ludicrous. Because I have 450,000 bees removed from inside the walls of one Pennsylvania home. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> How many? Four on What? A couple who recently purchased a Pennsylvania farmhouse said that they had to pay $12,000 to have 450,000 bees removed from inside the walls, Sean. Where's that noise coming from? Inside the house. (laughs) The house. It's inside the house. You've already bought a house and they neglected to mention the bees, Connor. This is the best part of it. So, in December... Look, last December, we all remembered. The Weavers bought what appeared to be their dream home. Where they could keep their kids in the same school district, Jason Weaver said. They decided to skip doing an inspection on the house because of the competitive real estate market market, and and went straight into closing the deal because it was a fantastic deal and they would still be able to send their kids to the same school in a very competitive area and it was great price. They couldn't believe the price shot. It was so cheap. It was so cheap. It was like, like why why would someone be selling a house so cheap? (laughs) On the seller's disclosure... Jason says, it did say it had some bees in the wall. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> so legally, that cellar is entirely protected. And I think because, one, we didn't see them. And two, we were just so floored that we actually found land in the district that was within our price range. I didn't really ask any other questions about the bees because I couldn't see any. This is... This is fucked because, like, I I'm totally being like, yeah, I can see his point there. Like, I'm so desperate for someone to but like let me buy a house. I'm just like, yeah, I'll take I'll take some bees in the wall. Okay, I did want to add some bees. I I <laughs> you never want to be asked that. Would you like me to add some bees, sir? Yeah. Would you like bees with that? <laughs> um, I didn't think it would be that big of an issue. He says it didn't even cross my mind. But when spring arrived, that's when we started to see them. Bees and more bees and more bees. And then it was like swarms of bees. They were in the house. They were in the light fixtures. They were in the attic. They were everywhere. First you would see one or two at breakfast. And then maybe a few more. And then a few weeks went by. And I came home from work one day. And the whole kitchen table was covered in them. Hundreds of bees. And that's when we contacted the expert. <laughs> yeah, fair point, dude. Once one, once your kitchen table is covered with anything, contact the expert. Yeah, I think I think the kitchen table is sacred. I feel like you don't touch it. It's it's only for food. So yeah, it's only for food, or maybe occasionally some post when you don't know where to put it yet, <laughs> or your keys when you come and you just fuck them on the table. The keys, the key, the shopping as you're unloading yeah. it. That's fine. The- Not bees. <laughs> So the Weavers hired Alan Latanzi, a general contractor and professional beekeeper, to get rid of the insects in the walls. Now, Alan said he had been to the house about four years earlier, but the previous owner decided she couldn't afford the cost of of removal and decided to leave the bees in the wall while she lived there. (laughs) That's worse. That's so much worse because now you're aware of the bees in the wall. Because in that quote, he would that the man would have said, "No, there's about four hundred thousand bees in there." Yeah, and, she's and like, that's, that's too fine. many. It's <laughs> too many. Like, yeah, anything above, I would say, ten bees in your house is cause for concern. I think even ten, I would still be stressed. Big farmhouse in like mm. Pennsylvania, I'd give it ten bees. But like, oh my, my house at the minute, one bee. I'm moving. Oh I'm yeah, one bee for me. I'm running. <laughs> I'm, I'm not yeah. about that smoke. <laughs> I don't and want also, it. <laughs> also, save the bees and all that as well. But like, yeah. they have their turf, I have mine. <laughs> um, Latanzi said he had been to the house, as I said, four years earlier. The beekeeper said he had removed an estimated 450,000 bees, comprising tree colonies from the walls of the home. He said the bees, the bees appear to have been living inside the house for 35 years, Sean. Oh, no, they're... It's that's their generations home. of bees. Yeah, that's the bee house. That's the bee house. Um, there's, during his, but there's three colonies as well. So there's what? like a turf war going on. Yeah, they're all fighting amongst each other. They have three queens. 
That's three empires, Connor. <laughs> oh, during his nine years in the business, he said this was the biggest bee removal and reconstruction project he had ever done, <laughs> and also the most costly, as the average price for getting bees removed would normally be about 1000 to 2000 and this came out as 12000 because I'm assuming he normally removes like 100 bees, <laughs> and he just yeah. turned up and he's like, oh, this is 450,000 bees. <laughs> Your house is insulated with bees. Do you think once they got the bees out, the house was colder? I think the house was definitely quieter, surely. Yeah, there'd just be a constant hum of bee, a buzz, if you will. Like, it would sound like a refrigerator, but it's not. Like, the wall is humming. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd wager you could feel him walking around on the inside of the wall as well. You would. You put your hand to a, like, yeah. Surely you could hear that in the winter. Like, they're not, not moving. They'd have to be moving around. They have two kids as well. Like, then, like the kids are going to get. Oh, is this the start of a horror movie? It might be, but like you can't make a horror movie about bees. Like, but no, we're all about saving the bees, and this is where Alan comes in because he cut the combs and he sucked the bees out of the hives with a special vacuum that does not harm them. He also said he then took the three queen bees of each colony to attract the rest of the bees outside. And How did then he, he find them? Because he's a bee expert. I d- f- fucking three bees in 450,000 bees. He's, he's the fucking... Alan's the king. He's it, fighting it's some queens. Sort of, it's some sort of beetle in a haystack. Oh. <laughs> good. Sorry. You also had a good joke, but I was trying to set up my own. <laughs> You weren't listening. You were like, no. I'm already moving on. The, yeah, the uh, goal of improv. Don't listen. Don't never listen. Self like look after yourself. Um he he then brought the bee colonies there to their new homes, which is part of his honey farm, and he gave them man made hives. So he put them all out and he didn't kill anyone. So Alan is also a hero that he also got them all out. But they had to redo the whole wall, by the way. They had to tear down the whole wall and reconstruct it because it was all... It was, like, from the second floor down to the ground floor. Full of bees. Full like, of bees. Alan did really well from this because he made 12 grand and he got a load of new bees for his honey farm that he presumably sells. <laughs> Alan's about the money. He doesn't give yeah. a shit. That's king shit right there. <laughs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> um, so I just read that and sometimes you read it like the story a few weeks ago where the snake gave birth to 17 baby snakes underneath the bed. Under the like, bed, yeah. How could you live like knowing that that was there? Like say you ring him and he's like, oh, I'll be there tomorrow. Like that night when he's like, when you're just lying in bed and I can only assume the buzz of half a million bees is going on. How, yeah, how would you go asleep with half a million bees in your walls? <laughs> Very like, stressfully. This is why I would never survive in Australia. Because I would just be like, I would torture myself and be like, here's all the animals that live beside my house that can kill me. But in this situation, yeah. it's half a million bees. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're moving on, Sean, to a very small story. But it's a follow-up. To a previous follow-up. Because the FBI are investigating the Los Angeles airport again, Sean, because Jetpack right. Guy could have been back. <laughs> could have been, so they're not sure. The alleged Jetpack Guy has been sighted again, they think. This is... Okay, for people that don't know, there was a, a, a man in a jetpack supposedly sighted around the Los Angeles airport flying yes. at... Speeds and heights that a, a human should not be able to reach. Was, was it 3,000 feet? Yeah, like it was way higher than you imagine it would be. <laughs> and he was interrupting all of the flights coming in and out of the airport. Yeah, like, but yeah, a flight was delayed, I think, landing. It had to circle back because this dude was just zipping around. Yeah, so the FBI is investigating a new report of the elusive jetpack guy Sean the man the myth the legend he's never been caught he just causes mischief and fucks off <laughs> a bit of shit house read also like this is the difference between our universe and like the Marvel movies because the press started calling 
like R- Tony Stark Iron Man like straight yeah. away. This dude is just fucking jetpack guy. I mean, I yeah, because but the problem is nobody's seen him. So he could probably get some good press. He just needs to start releasing some social media posts. But he's not in it for the he's not in it for the fans. He's in it for the love. He's in it for the flight. He's in it for the shithousery of interrupting flights into LAX, I can only assume. I imagine they're not thrilled about this whole situation. Oh, I would say they don't like it at all. So, a commercial pilot radioed in the possible sighting on Wednesday of last week, about 15 miles east of Los Angeles International Airport, at an elevation of 5,000 feet, Sean. He's getting higher. He's getting higher. His homemade jetpack is becoming stronger with every sighting. How is he doing this without anyone knowing about it? (laughs) That's the best bit. You've got Jeff Bezos spending billions to go to space. This lad's 5,000 feet in the air. Just cause. Just cause. He just built it himself in his shed. The the air apparently the air traffic alert said use caution the jet guy the jetpack guy is back. <laughs> said. They're so done with it at this point. They're just like, yeah, it's him again. I found a video of this dude, by the way. Yeah. And it's terrifying. He's going so high. He's going so high, but he's just also just hovering. Like, he's just flying through the air. How do you mentally prepare yourself for that? I feel like you would have to be either drunk, but also you could be drunk because you want to live. Yeah, you want want to survive the jetpack flight. So, the big question is, what does he want? What are his demands? It's... I don't. I think he just wants to be left alone. I think he just wants to fly. He just wants to fly. The, like the, also, can I just say so? The top comment on the YouTube video: someone says nobody realizes that this so-called jetpack man is flying yeah. way too high and not yeah. accompanied by a boat or anyone to assist him if the pack fails. This is definitely a much more advanced jetpack system. He, sorry, I, w- I got it wrong. The, he was seen once, and in the second time he was seen, he was at 6,000 feet. So he had doubled it by the second time. He had, he's rising across the, the, the so, day, basically. So this time, he's at 5,000 feet. That's like, that's fine. He doesn't give a shit about 5,000 feet. He's been to 6,000 feet. It's grand. What point? Like, the oxygen must get pretty thin around that point, doesn't it? Oh, I, I believe that this man has the technology to build himself a spacesuit while he's doing it. Do you think he's just going to fly straight to orbit? I, no, I think he just wants to ruin LAX. Like, he just wants to ruin flights in and out, but also not have any of them crash. He just wants to be famous. I think eventually he's going to get above the planes, though, and it won't matter. Yeah. I mean, 5,000 feet, 6,000... That's pretty high. 6,000 feet is about two kilometres. A little less, but about that. So, okay. Like, it's not massive, but, like, two kilometres on the road, Grant, you'll walk that in 15, 20 minutes. Two kilometres in the sky... You're dead yeah. if you fall. I mean, you're dead if you fall 50 feet. <laughs> so, I, if he, I if would argue six, even like 25. <laughs> I would say, yeah, even 25, your legs are definitely broken, if not dead. So, if he falls 6,000 feet, it's not great. <laughs> Can I just say, I googled just 6,000 feet in the air. I was trying to see if there was any stats about science or anything like that. And it, the questions that Google gives you are, can a jetpack reach 6,000 feet? How high yes. can jetpack go? Yes, can a jetpack go 3,000 feet? Does a jetpack exist? How long can Jetman fly? I'll be honest with you, they're all him. They're, they're all, all him. Just, they're just all his suggestions. And he asked them so many times, because if you were doing that flight, I would ask Google 7,000 times. Seriously, though, is it okay? Seriously, am I going to die? Uh, Am I going to hit a certain point and my head's going to explode? Like, I have this page bookmarked. Like, (laughs) I want to know if it changes. I have this downloaded for offline viewing at this point. He's waiting waiting for some scientist to come in with new evidence. Just be the day before. That's what the FBI should do, is that they should just, like, seed information that, no, no, it's really dangerous. You shouldn't go to 7,000 feet. 
people who go to 7,000 feet lose their arms and legs just yeah. randomly. They just turn inside out. It's really great. No. I hate to see Jet, it. Jetpacks at 7,000 feet, they just freeze. Everyone's seen Iron Man 1. Everyone knows. That's it. You have to get some kind of valve system. You have to fight Jeff Bridges and no one wants that. When, when does he freeze is the question. That's the thing. It, it's only going to get colder the higher he goes up. Although How I think tall? it's like 60... I thought it's like 62 miles is space. It, or is that completely wrong? I, that's that's so that's such a specific number. I think you're you're correct. Sixty two uh, miles could... in the air. How far? Like uh, the Carmen line begins at a hundred kilometers, which is sixty two miles. Oh yes. Uh, international law does not define the edge of space or the limit of national airspace. Right. What? Is space sixty two you... miles away? Answer: Yes. Perfect. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yes. The 11 year old Connor's so proud of me. I remember that stat. <laughs> Your astrology book has paid off. Or astronomy. I'm not sure which one. Look, I never looked. <laughs> I just guessed. Um, Classic Leo behaviour. I don't know what your star sign is. <laughs> I'm a DiCaprio. Um, so <laughs> we're finishing off this week with Florida Man Sean. And Florida Man has chosen a battle. That for once, Florida Man could not win, as opposed to all the other times that he also didn't win. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm excited to see what finally bested this lunatic. So, we've seen Florida Man fight Manny an animal, Sean. And an animal, if you will. Um, <laughs> Manny a mammal. Manimal. <laughs> okay, but what we haven't seen is he's fought a bear, he's fought snakes, he's fought all these things. Gators. But, gators, Manny Gators. But what we haven't seen is Florida Man. It's the home of Jacksonville, Florida. Florida. What would you find in Jacksonville? Only a jaguar. Because Florida Man goes to zoo and climbs barrier, attacks jaguar, (laughs) loses. I would imagine he would lose a fight with a jaguar. That's... That's... That is home turf. The Jacksonville Jaguars... Yeah, so isn't the... The thing about a jaguar is... Isn't a jaguar a leopard, but it's just all black? Yeah, so I think so. Is that, or is that a puma? I'm not sure. But it's like the biggest American cat. And he's just picking a fight with it. Well, Florida Man, he has a history of just picking fights. And this Florida Man has some of my favourite quotes before the fight. because Oh, so, he's been interviewed. I mean, but no, but what happens is the attack occurred last Wednesday at the range of the Jaguar display at the Jacksonville Zoo and Gardens, the Florida Times Union reported. The man was hospitalised with non-life-threatening injuries, the zoo officials said. But this is how it happened. Florida man goes to the zoo. He's having a great time. He sees the Jaguar. We don't know if it was a premeditated attack, but he seen the Jaguar and he thought... I need to attack that right now. This is my battle. You don't think he woke up that morning and thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to head to the zoo and I'm going to settle this once and for all. Maybe maybe a, a jaguar kills somebody in his family. Maybe his mother, his father, some sort of childhood trauma. Perhaps it, his mother and father were coming out of the opera and were run <laughs> down jaguar in an alley a by gun. a jaguar. <laughs> jaguar with a gun. <laughs> Yeah, the jaguar with a gun. <laughs> um, the man climbed over a waist-high safety barrier that puts about four feet of empty space between the visitors and the jaguar's exhibit's fence. So, he's already gone wrong. Yeah. So, uh, four feet of a safety barrier. No, sorry. A waist-high safety barrier, four feet of a gap, and then another fence for the jaguar. Is that what yes. we're picturing here? That's what we're picturing, yes. I would wager a jaguar could jump that if he wanted to. I'm assuming the cage has, like, a, a roof on it. Fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, a Florida <laughs> the, man was able to jump it. Uh, yeah, but the, the first barrier. I mean, the cage that the Jaguar's in. Ah, I see. So Sorry. Excuse the me. The man then began taunting the Jaguar, Sean, because he's, he's come this far. This he's is the time the art to start. Of war. Yeah, he's, yeah. And he's, he's, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defeat him mentally first. And this, this is where it gets Florida Man 
because you have to tell the jaguar what do you say you can't slag its family or its parents or something so what you do mm. is he t- he reportedly told the jaguar it wasn't so tough and that he had an uppercut with its name on it <laughs> like it sounds like he's talking to his friend outside of the bar and having a fight with him <laughs> Like, you're what's not his so backstory tough, Jaguar. with this Jaguar? You think you're all that with your big car and your fancy house. <laughs> He's so confused. He then proceeded to move into a karate-like fighting stance and yell loudly at the Jaguar, asking it if it wanted to go, in his own words, one-on-one with the Great One. <laughs> right, okay, so he's declaring himself. He's like he he's just about to like pull out a white glove and slap the jaguar across the face. So one on one with the great one, I think is a quote from The Rock in wrestling. He used <laughs> to call like he used to say, "Do you want to go one on one with the great one?" Back in the day, so this man has internalized that. He's quoting The Rock while fighting a jaguar. <laughs> it's a bold move, Cotton. Like. Uh, I, uh, will The Rock weigh in on this, do you think? Does he sanction this? I feel like he's called... Yeah, I think The Rock is above this. He's above Jaguar fighting. Yeah, I think The Rock... I think The Rock would beat a Jaguar. Do you really? I think The Jaguar has it every day. Nah, actually, maybe. Rock's too nice. You can't that's charisma a, that's out of that. Because if The Rock wins, now he's the man who killed a Jaguar. With his yeah, and he doesn't hands. want that. He doesn't want no, that as PR. You're not getting another Jungle Cruise out of that. Yeah, you're never going to let him back in the jungle if he kills the jaguar. <laughs> yeah, all he sees is prey. <laughs> the, the fight came to a screeching halt, however, after all of his big talk, as the man eventually got closer, reached his hand through the fence, and then the big cat named Harry swiped at the man and injured him, completely slicing his arm. Little did he know he was called Haymaker Harry. <laughs> But then the story says Harry was involved in a fight that left another Jaguar dead earlier this year. So he's after picking a fight with the one Jaguar who's a psychopath. He's killed one of his own. <laughs> he doesn't he's care got a about humans. No, he just Harry just loves killing. I think <laughs> so. Um, so the zookeepers, however, said that Harry was, of course, just acting as part of his normal behaviour for a wild animal, and didn't expect anything to happen to him. Because I mean, they couldn't give out to the animal. Because to be fair, the Florida man came to him. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, like, it wasn't like the animal actively tried to hurt someone. He was being attacked. <laughs> And I well, he was being verbally attacked, first of all. And then the Florida man I think got just to the cage, put his arm through, and immediately got sliced <laughs> and ran away. Do you ever think I think animals can feel like smug at some points? So like Harry was definitely like, Yeah, yeah, you're fucking hardy. <laughs> yeah. Oh the great one. Is that what you call yourself? The great put your arm through. Go on, put your other arm through. Just for the crack. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like Harry like Puts one bullet in a gun and spins it. And she's like, here, try it. <laughs> Starts playing Russian roulette with Florida Man. <laughs> and wins. Um, so Florida Man has been attacked by a jaguar. He threatened it. He got into a karate-like fighting stance. He amped himself up for several minutes. Walked straight over to the cage. Fight was over in four seconds. I think this is the perfect Florida Man fight. That it just encapsulates what he's all about. It really does. Uh, there's a level of not caring about himself, the animal, or anyone else in the vicinity. Mm. And there's a score to settle that only he cares about, which I think is yeah, the and, key thing. And nobody else knows what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, like it's like he just watched the Jungle Book and is like, that, that lad's too big for his boots. <laughs> Mowgli's next. <laughs> so <laughs> that's just a child. <laughs> it's Florida man. He's doing what he does. Fair. Um, so, Sean, I think that's it for this week's weird news. What a week! What a return to farm on weird news. Yes, um, Florida man. Would, Florida man and the rest of them as well. Yes. Uh, would you like me to take us out, Connor? Yes, please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesdays. We will be back on Friday with Hero or Zero. 
Monday with Movie Mondays and next Wednesday with one more episode of Weird News Wednesdays. I said one more like it was the last one we're ever going to do. There'll be more after that. Yeah, yeah, I've had enough. I just can't can't say it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Good run. We had a good run. Bye. Never talk to you again. Um, You've seen the freedom with the week off. That's it. I I realise how good things could be. Um, No, but seriously, we will be back next week. Same time. I know, but seriously, I hate it. We joke. Oh, every, we, joke. Uh, we, joke. <laughs> we joke. We joke. We have fun. Every moment is pain, but we joke. Uh, <laughs> so, thank you to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. That is where you can support the show. You can get shout outs, you can get movie reviews that we do. The most recent one we did was on National Treasure. That was a good bit of fun between friends, and we both enjoyed it equally. Um, <laughs> also, th- speaking of shout outs on the show, Big shout-outs to Please Get Vaccinated. Um, yes. We are very behind that one. Thank you very much, Waffles, for that. Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe, Heroes for Hire is brought to you by The Nightwing Movie, Lil Dicky's Big Adventure, coming to a post-virtual Cloudaplex. We never addressed that, but a post-virtual Cloudaplex might be the coolest collection of words I've ever said. Yes. Um, also, thank you to Roisin, Trodoshin, Halley, Ryan Wright, Time, Evanson, Sean, Heroes Don't Do That, Jameson, Dominic, Josiah, Florida, Gal Green, Anna, Go Ducks, Yelm Roos, Lil Dicky, If You Shake It More Than Twice, You're Playing With It, McGrew, How Else Am I Meant To Get The Ketchup Out Of The Bottle? Uh, also, thanks to Danny McLaughlin, Ray, Sorry For That Outburst, Have A Custard Cream On Me, Luke Hoth, and I Can't Believe Wanda Did This. Thank you all so, so much for the continued support. That list is getting longer. It's getting longer. Uh, I'm going to run out of breath by the end of it, I'd say. I I would like to see that, though. I I would like to see you run out of breath because it means people are supporting the show. (laughs) It's just like, it's an extra 45 minutes at the end just for the patron (laughs) shout-outs. And we'll do it. We'll do it as well. That is the dream. (laughs) What a problem to have. Um, So if you want to support us over there, do head on over, check it out. There's also a merch store down below. Twitter is at Heroes for Hire Pod. Facebook is Detective Divilment's Discussion Group or Heroes for Hire Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram. It's Heroes for Hire Podcast there as well. Or you can email us heroesforhire underscore at outlook.com. But the best way you can ever help out the show is by telling one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Meehan. And we shall see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. 